Welcome everyone. Here we are again, and we are very excited that at least in this crazy critical times of uh, censorship and shadow banning or book burning, digital burning, whatever you call it, or basically the control mechanism of what's happening, at least we could we still have this moment that we can come together from a distance and we're as passionate and dedicated to continue to be able to provide platforms for significant individuals and organizations together with us like-minded who really wanted to see a change of what's going on and it's not that these things happen overnight but it's really been happening even way before and some most of you might just be sleeping and in your life and doing not much about it but now there's always a chance when you wake up think about what you can do to make a difference, especially on the topics that we are going to discuss today. And I believe that it is apropos that with Christian O's background, and he is our guest today, uh, that I said, let me just say this is, we're gonna discuss the strings of evil. But of course, after the strings of evil, there will be strings of divine grace interventions that we ourselves can do. Okay, so here's a little bit about Christian, and um, he'll you'll you'll know and get to know him more as he shares a lot of information to us. So Christian is one of the leading Swiss opponents of the Corona agenda and the international implementation of 5G. So his presentations showing the ignorance of governments and politicians on these two topics are helping to change the narrative of boots underground citizens like us, like you, viewers and listeners. So as director of Lepitus Enterprises AG, Christian Oz has been part of the international business development for nearly 20 years focusing on various tools and technologies for integrated medicine. And this has allowed him to connect and stay connected with hundreds of doctors, scientists, practitioners, therapists, and patients worldwide. And you'll have a, a number of episodes of podcasts that he has had before with uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, whom most of you love and who's been boots underground 20, over 20 years ago. So Christian is an active president of an organization which I'm going to let him say that because it's a German word. It's, it, it, is, it is a Swiss nonprofit organization and his work includes coordinating various freedom movements, garnering legal opinions and mobilizing grassroots organization to post the Corona and 5G. So let me hand this opening, I'll hand the baton <laughs> to uh, Christian. And yeah, Christian, please see that uh, organization of which you are a president. Yes, well, hello, Grace, and hello, everyone, and all the listeners here today. I'm, I'm absolutely pleased to be on you guys' podcast today. It's my honor to be participating here today and uh, the name of our organization we have uh, down below here our domain name Verein Vir 
So it's really a association here, a nonprofit organization, a Swiss uh, association, WIR. Uh, you know, it's for Wirksamkeit, Intuition and Respect in German. So uh, it's it's uh, a nonprofit organization we started back in 2020. And uh, so we are pretty active. Uh, we're not massive, uh, but, you know, we're really concentrating on obviously information education and really helping people understand and decipher really what's going on uh, in the current times but then really most important for me personally and that's also obviously the uh the objective for our organization is that we actually also come up with solutions you know how do we deal with the current times how do we prepare ourselves and uh, how also we could possibly also protect ourselves as well. So uh, I know all of you here in the round uh, are very well experienced uh, following what's happening worldwide. And, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a task that uh, every day requires, you know, being in the game, watching what's happening, understanding what's happening. But most people have a hard time really deciphering really what is actually going on and uh, what can they really do. Most are kind of lost and, uh, you know, because it is extremely complex to see what's happening in, um, in the worldwide level. Uh, if we look at uh, current uh, foreign affairs, we look at war, we look at uh, what's happening in with transportation, we you know, inclusive the supply chain issues that we face. Uh, we look at uh, all the health regarded, you know, health related issues, you know, with the World Health Organization and the pandemic. I speak that out with an L for pandemic, okay? <laughs> and uh, and then we have uh, the whole banking, you know, cartel that uh, is trying to uh, get uh, us into just the digital currencies right now. That's a whole other aspect. So 5G, you know, which serves the uh, infrastructure, the technology uh, to actually bring all the strings together for absolute and total control 24-7. And, you know, so all these aspects, I mean, inclusive travel, you know, with the, you know, whole issues that we start to face, I mean, may hurt. In the EU here, they're planning on doing actually chip implants starting May 23. So in a few months from now, uh, they're considering and uh, pushing this thing through through the government body uh, to start chipping uh, folks, and you can imagine. So, I mean, we're being attacked from all sides, and uh, the normal average individual who is, you know, bound to mainstream media, mainstream newspapers, magazines, and just the everyday news that we are faced with. Uh, they they can't comprehend really what's happening to them. Uh, I think these guys are. That just will hit the wall really, really hard. And so I'm concentrating, and I think this is probably what, probably the same for all of you. Uh, my time is focused really uh, on the people that are awake, that are uh, listening, they're trying to find out okay, what can I do for myself? What can I do for my family? And uh, those are the important ones. I highly suggest uh, for everyone that's maybe listening in that we do not spend time for the ones that don't want to hear what's happening. They're, they want to remain in their blur, so to say. And uh, they hope they all hope to go back to prior to the pandemic in spring 2020. And uh, I mean, 
everyone, I think you too, uh, still face people, you know, almost every day that are just waiting to go back to the world we had left, you know, two, two and a half years ago. So uh, I think that it is extremely important that the time, the energy we have or have left is spent uh, on the people that are ready, able and willing to participate in the uh, conversion of the knowledge. In other words, the knowledge we have gathered with information, experience, and now converting that knowledge into actually solutions and helping us calm down. Uh, a lot of people are really stressed. I find that lots of people are in depression and uh, are really, um, you know, yeah, and just a lot of slippage. They really have a hard time getting their, their lives put together. And so with, with the various uh, projects that we run in our organization, we're trying to break through the barriers of, you know, finding trust, okay? Because, you know, you understand mainstream media has done a pretty good job labeling us and naming us all sorts of fun names, right? From conspiracy theorists and stuff, but all the stuff that we've talked about has actually all transpired and is still transpiring. All the stuff that we said years and years ago, and especially Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, 20 years ago, uh, I, I don't know her 20 years, but I know her now 11 years. And uh, when we first had our conversations, we talked about stuff and she told me that what's being talked about it in the pharmaceutical boardrooms, uh, what they have in it for the future, you know, in the pharma industry, and we're there. Uh, we're absolutely right there. So all the stuff we talked about, uh, all the stuff that we talked about is actually come to fruition. And, and that's really, really amazing. So I think we need to all stay the course and uh, continue having the finger on the poles. And I've prepared a few things for today. Uh, some things that I don't think anybody really knows. And I got that through a really, really close friend of mine in the investment banking uh, that has, uh, you know, had an opportunity to gain something, access to something. I think that will really open you guys' eyes what's going on and, and how corrupt, uh, you know, worldwide government has gone. And, and uh, you know, we have an excellent theme for today, the strings of evil. And, um, you know, <laughs> one could think I came back from the United States to Switzerland to actually be, uh, you know, right here in the commando center of all evil, which is really Switzerland with all the NGOs, uh, everything derives out of here uh, for hundreds of years. And uh, I think if we can do anything, it's right here. So my activities behind the scenes, some of the things I can talk about it today, but there is also things that I am not allowed to speak about it because we're an active project and I don't want to comp uh, you know, compromise uh, any lives over it right now. I mean, we all, I think all three, uh, I mean, all three, all of us here uh, on the podcast know the risk, okay, uh, that we take up on us for speaking out and take, you know, taking on uh, some of the uh, projects that we have been taken on, but someone has to do it. And uh, what gives me energy and motivation is obviously my own children and also my grandson and everyone's children and the, you know, uh, and the grandchildren. So uh, it's, it's a project, you know, uh, to stay with it all and it's not easy. And uh, so, you know, I mean, I could go on here, but there's just 
I think right now, Grace, um, important is that we stick together. We keep doing what we have been doing, no matter what uh, challenges we faced with. So with that, uh, I really want to say thank you for having me on the show today. Thank you, Grace, and everyone else here on the show. Thank you. Thank you all the time. And um, just so people can really be connected to you, I made a sticker here that and emphasize that you are also in Telegram and that people should not be um, let's say intimidated if you go to a website that it's in another language. There is a way that you could translate those websites into English. So just learn a little bit on the technology and even in Telegram. And um, people like Christian, they really, and his team, they're really good on you know transcribing or translating things so that everyone could be in uh, be informed and be empowered okay so there there it is and don't hesitate to reach out so christian why don't we begin your from updating us right away on what's happening with uh with the, your is it your friend or your your colleague your uh, the international banker from switzerland how about you begin with that story yes uh <clears throat> thank you grace um, it, I may start with that uh, over a uh, good a year ago, there was, uh, um, you know, that was uh, in the fall of 21, uh, we started to work in the background of filing a criminal complaint against uh, Swiss Medic, which is the equivalent in the United States of the FDA, uh, which is uh, has the authority for the admissions of the mRNA uh, vaccines, okay? And uh, so uh, we, uh, with the law firm, we coordinated things and uh, that happened then in July 14th when this criminal complaint was filed. And uh, so right now uh, what happened is, is we gave the government about four months uh, to, uh, to actually do its thing. <laughs> and uh, so, Four, four months later, then there was a press release and that was a very big deal. So after that happened, uh, something really, really fantastic happened. And, and really the, the, the most amazing thing what happened after that criminal complaint to the, uh, the Swiss medic is, is uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, people that got hurt through this injection started actually contacting the organizations behind and uh, you know, start telling us about the side effects and and or the effects of the mRNA jabs. And so it's amazing, you know, the whole organization behind the scenes got run over the the, the law firm and also the Alatea uh, network. The law firm's name is Cruze Law. It's Philip, you know, Philip Cruze and Marcus Soling, the uh, main attorneys that actually drafted all this. But there's a scientific scientific team behind all this. And it was a really an amazing uh, experience to kind of watching how this all came together. So, you know, I facilitated a few things in the back and supporting this whole uh, situation. And obviously I was briefed and, and it was happening and that was a really great thing. So, but really what was really amazing is then all of a sudden we heard about Pascal Najari. And this is a private citizen who actually filed a criminal complaint against, uh, you know, Alain Berset, which at that time was one of the seven federal councils uh, that we have in Switzerland. Today, uh, he's president of the federal council. It's just an honorary title. Okay, so in the Swiss executive branch, we don't have one president like in the United States, Joe Biden. We have seven individuals. 
So right now he serves as the president and it's just honorary. But last year, what happened in December, uh, Pascal Najadi, because he trusted Alain Berset as the number one authority and over the health department, okay? He's literally in charge over that whole thing, over Swiss Bank, the whole thing. He, he was telling everybody it is safe. And you know what? Uh, if once you get that shot, you're no longer uh, able to trans, uh, transmit it. And, you know, all the stuff that we heard. And then Pascal, you know, very dear friend of mine uh, and his wife and his mom uh, went ahead and they got jabbed three times. So what happened is, is in the meantime, we learn what's happening. We follow in statistics. We, and especially he, then recognized that they have changed what they said. So even once they actually knew, and he identified that they said one thing, and then a month or two months later, they said something else. So they actually knew that this wasn't true, that what they were telling in mainstream media, in the main news here in Switzerland. So uh, obviously, based on our laws and our rights, he went to the police station and filed a criminal complaint. <laughs> and, and it's like the first of its kind uh, here in Switzerland. And it's absolutely went nuts. It went absolutely viral. And you could probably see uh, I had uh, already had scheduled my interview with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny in uh, January 9th which was then, you know, broadcasted a week later. But uh, I said, you know what, Sherry, let's bring, you know, Pascal to the meeting here, to the interview, because this is really, really major news. This never happened before. So now I think other people will probably follow suit. And so I've seen in Canada someone did the same thing. And so we explained this in, uh, you know, Tenpenny's, uh, you know, interview as well. So this is a really, really exciting development that we now have someone, okay, that uh, considered a real top professional investment banker. And he actually, uh, his father was a co-founder of the World Economic Forum in Davos back in 70, 71, with, together with Carl Schwab. And back then, there was a different organization. It was a little bit a different objective than it is has now. So his dad then got out of it. Once they started looking to get, you know, lots of money with memberships joining the web and stuff, he didn't like that new uh, business model and he checked out of there. So he, uh, you know, he, he canceled out. And uh, then his dad, uh, international banker, well-known banker, actually got uh, executed on the street, you know. And so it's a really sad family story. But, uh, you know, so now Pascal Najadi is extremely motivated to get his case out there and he's having a, a great success doing that. And, and you probably have seen a little bit, you know, in the news, uh, you know, in how his uh, story is, has traveled worldwide. And he is obviously very busy with interviews all, all, almost on a daily basis. So that's a really exciting thing because now, I mean, the Swiss government is being majorly challenged, okay? This is no longer a conspiracy theorist. This is actually someone that believed the government and feels now that he can no longer go to sleep. Literally, he deals with this emotional anguish, this anxiety 
uh, going to bed every night, not knowing if he's going to wake up in the morning because of a blood clot or an embolism or something like that. So that's really amazing stuff. And that gives just a whole lot of new fresh air to the situation we're dealing with worldwide with this massive, massive fraud uh, that they pushed everyone down's throat. And we know the agenda behind it, you know, and we're probably going to get to talk about that a little bit here in Grace. We surely could learn from each other. It's very interesting. Yeah, we could learn from, yeah, you know, all people who are in, who who are awake. So it's important that everyone gets educated, and what to do and what's happening. So thank you again, and um, I'll pass it on to Roy. Yep. Thanks, Chris. Hi, Christian. Hi. So with what you've just told us. Um, will would a criminal case be kind of a typical case or would it be by a jury? Because we kind of realize not just it's kind of international that unfortunately they own the judges, they own everything. And like, can we kind of check jurisdiction before the case goes ahead? Have you kind of looked into that? Because I personally have lost cases when I 100% should have won and it's brilliant what's happening because the exposure and everything but just kind of watch your angle on that one yeah i think that's an excellent question right uh <clears throat> what i find very special with uh pascal najari's case is this that you have someone that believed the system okay and he went ahead and did it and we're going to come back to the legal system it's quite different than in the united states i don't think we will have a, a chance to get in front of a jury but what's really, really interesting here is, is this point, at least that's my point of view. How many people in the government, even the like equivalent to the, you know, like a U.S. attorney that would be there for the criminal case, trying to investigate really what's going on. So right now, these Swiss attorneys, the government attorneys right now that have also trusted their superiors, they have accepted to be injected with that jab. OK, they got that stuff in their blood, too. <laughs> and now if they have a question, OK, it was it safe or not safe. Well, if they have any brains left whatsoever and I know spike proteins does have an effect on your brain. OK, protein folding, blah, blah, blah. So when they now have a chance, they have Pascal Najati's case in their hands and they're supposed to be doing investigative work. And the, the case from Pascal requires for the swiss medic really to go and get the records okay from pfizer from moderna so it actually should create a chain reaction in rolling this thing from the bottom up and uh and oh and i can only hope and pascal too that these attorneys that now are working on this case want to find out for themselves is this really a mass fraud or, you know, am I wrong? Am I right? But I tell you what, I probably should take this investigation serious because I want to know for myself. Because I don't know if I should worry about going to sleep at night and my wife or my children or my grandfather, my wife. You know what I mean? So I find this an extremely uh, specific case because we have someone that trusted the government. They went and got boosted. You know, they got three chaps in their bodies and now um that uh, is for me uh, very can you still hear me yeah 
Okay, I just lost the whole screen here for a second. So, <laughs> so I wasn't sure if you're still going. So from me, I think this is a very, very specific case here, Roy, coming back to you. I mean, uh, we don't know how, how the government is going to actually take this thing up and who and whatnot is going to actually make sure this is going to, you know, this is going to cause something that really cracks this case wide open from Switzerland going international. Because, you know, obviously that chap should have never, based on our laws here in Switzerland, this this uh, this jab or this vaccine, the mRNA stuff, they should have never gotten through. They should have never been administered in the admissions to that. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, we have it. You know, I mean, it's black and white. They 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 had no studies, no long term studies. All the that the animal studies that were there, they really went very negative. So. Uh, from that point of view, we truly hope, Roy, I don't know, but we hope over here that this is so significant that this could really cause uh, for an investigation, you know, obviously from the very top down, they probably will scream their heads off and say, you know, okay, guys, stop doing your investigation. You know, we have to make sure this this is going to kept under the rug, but we we have to just kind of project that kind of energy that, no, this time something is going to crack. There is going to be a Swiss attorney who's going to take this to heart and wants to know what the hell is going on. So we'll see. You know, we stay uh, positive here, Roy. Okay, perfect. And yep. like, I know you cover like uh, in depth about 5G and like what connection have you seen? I mean, I've seen a lot of interviews, a lot of stuff and documentation, but with the nanoparticles, all the tax toxic ingredients in the jab connected with the 5G. Cause I mean, basically for those that were asleep for the last two years, when all this crap was going on, they were blasting these out everywhere. They were being installed on schools on hospitals everywhere. So there's obviously with the control they can do, but what have you come across that you can actually advise the listeners? Yes. Um, good question, Roy. You know, I try to be in my position. You know what? I, I can't just go and ride the first wave on land. I know I try to kind of pick the right wave. But uh, what I really say to, with that is, is I have a, a certain amount of responsibility. OK, when I speak, you know, we have quite a bit of a network behind us. So I don't want to project fear. Okay, uh, too early. So in other words, I am still awaiting certain, okay, lab analysis as analysis from the lab. Uh, I also trying to analyze a few more studies that could confirm that the content, you know, possibly, <laughs> possibly uh, various uh, DARPA gels and the contents, whatever that uh, made it into the mRNA. I don't know, but uh, these nanoparticles that we want to call here, uh, what, uh, to what extent, okay, uh, can they be located and what exactly, you know, I mean, we have various ideas uh, what it does, but I just like to wait for a few more uh, breakthroughs in the laboratories, in the analysis. We, we're doing things on our own as well to validate a few things. And... Um, I think the agenda is pretty clear. I think I'm with you here, Roy, that with the 5G infrastructure, you know, we know uh, that has not much to do with our our own personal mobile devices because, as I understand, 5G is the last one we have in hardware external. Uh, 6G, that's 100 bit to, you know, 300 gigahertz are supposed to be inside 
our bodies, okay, wherever that may be. So I think, you know what, it has definitely, uh, you know, you know, attributes that, you know, this is absolutely combined what they're injecting into us, that we are supposed to become an antenna ourselves, that certain nanoparticles are, you know, uh, creating an antenna that we are. And I tell you what, if we have a chip inside us, that means, okay, we are becoming or supposed to become the antenna. And so we are receiving and we are sending data from our own bodies. And everybody knows that our bodies have a massive amount of energy, okay? So we don't need to have <laughs> a backpack with a battery in our backs to, to charge us. You know, we have enough energy. We don't need a battery like these things, these devices have. They have a battery, you have to plug them into the net, uh, to, the, to the power. But uh, so I understand enough, I think, technology and have with much focus looked also in some patents. And I think that we find answers when we follow the patents in regards to what does, you know, what kind of patents Microsoft and other organizations have registered in regards to exactly what you're speaking about is, is you know, uh, turning us into antennas and broadcasting and receiving. So that's really, really scary stuff. And it's obviously all in the right path uh, towards transhumanism. And, uh, you know, Juval Noam uh, Harari, uh, right-hand, you know, consultant to uh, WEF uh, founder, you know, Klaus Schwab, you know, this guy is absolutely totally into this transhumanism and stuff like that. And and uh, all the people that support this, uh, support that agenda, obviously all, all of them are, are transhumanists, you know. And I can support this and uh, I will do everything I, I can. And my wife knows uh, I even take a bullet for it. I, I do whatever it takes to absolutely go against all this. And and uh, I think there's uh, a lot more people that will refuse that next step than actually think. That's why it's really scary what other means they have in order uh, to, to break our backs, which is, I think, in regards to uh, shorten our food supplies, okay? Uh, water supplies, food supplies, we see a massive, massive concentration of problems here with the seeds, uh, the seed farmers and all that. Uh, just as an example here, I have two brothers that are farmers. Here in Switzerland, I know at least, I guess, 50%. It's a matter of what we're talking about, the potatoes or corn or wheat and stuff like that. Uh, about 50% of our seeds come from the Netherlands. And the Netherlands is under massive, massive uh, scrutiny and agony and duress from uh, these international corporations that want to install uh, total control over, you know, uh, the seats like Monsanto and and uh, various other organizations. So um, I think the combination and all aspects. Okay, uh, so if we don't want to receive that it, technology for that, you know, digital age, the transhumanism concept, then they will break ourselves by not feeding us anymore and uh, food supplies will dry up. And uh, this is really where we as a nonprofit organization are doing a lot of prepare work. We have specifically for the last one and a half, almost two years now, uh, done uh, presentations, courses, web conferences uh, with our network in doing self-preparedness and, uh, 
in regards to really feeding uh, being able to feed uh, ourselves so local and regional growing and uh networking and all that stuff so this is really where we're going with this right okay and I think we mentioned maybe previous calls that uh, about the smart meters, the pulsing and everything, because I personally have a friend that had tintinitis as soon as he moved uh, abroad, it disappeared and it's deadly. But one of the things that I don't think people are aware of is and loads of younger people, they're wearing the earbuds and the earbuds, basically, it doesn't go from here to down there. It goes from one to the other. And there's a guy actually after doing a test that's actually proving that. So the dangers of that, because, I mean, we see lots of tumors and everything. And I heard there's a lot of trickery in that as well, that they're actually not hiding it because they're saying, oh, the brain should be a certain color. And when it's not that, they put it down to something else. So they're actually hiding the actual amount of people that are actually getting tumors. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's various studies that are, you know, more and more. And the interesting thing is, as you all know, probably, you know, most of these health studies that we have, uh, especially on brain tumors, and then Leonard Hardell is one of the key oncologists specialized on uh, brain tumors out of Sweden, uh, you know, is, is mainly just all the way up to 4G. We don't really have much at all on 5G. The millimeter wave technology with the new adaptive, uh, you know, antennas, uh, where they have to turn up the power in getting these shorter millimeter waves, you know, come through our concrete walls so we can receive, uh, you know, reception through the mobile technologies, through the walls and the buildings, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, we know from the uh, locations of these antenna posts that from 4G to 5G, in most cases, they... It's, you know, in here in Switzerland, we have three mobile providers. You know, we have Sunrise, Salt, and then Swisscom as the largest provider. And uh, there's about 22,000 locations where there is a post. And each post can have, you know, up to nine different antennas. So when you have three providers, one post has three antennas, each 120, you know, uh, uh, degrees sector. Um that's, uh, you know, with the 4G, all the way up to 4G, they were able to get them powered up with about 4,000 watt. So now changing that to the new technology, to 5G, the actual adoptive uh, technology, where they go like the whole time, bim, 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 uh, they have to get this up to over 30,000 watt per you know, location. So, I mean, it's amazing, okay? Uh, when we start looking at the data, you know, uh, what is actually required to implement 5G, and then at the same time, these guys promote through the marketing aspects because the marketing of 5G all is just based on the users, like the handy users, okay? <laughs> no one talks about 5G as the infrastructure for the government and the multinationals, you know, the data. Um, so it's it's actually pretty wild and, and how this whole thing is coming together and, and how it's being done. And, and again, in the media, they just uh, talk about one thing, but they never talk about the other. And that's our job. Uh, at least we took it up on us to educate the people that want to learn what's going on and, and how they have, uh, they, they, or what they can do to protect themselves. I mean, me, myself here, I can show you this. This is a device here. This is actually someone that I work with. This is the e-relief from VitaTech. This is a device that where we uh, 
we actually produce the natural frequencies because we all know and the frequencies with the proper frequencies in the energy it can be a good thing for our bodies and our <laughs> for uh, us humans for animals and also nature and with this device here i can protect myself not from the rays but i'm actually stabilizing and strengthen my immune system with the schumann waves the the uh, fractals uh, broadband and uh, 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 there's another one come, doesn't come to mind, you know, uh, 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 frequencies. So this combination strengthens, you know, my situation here in the in the office. I also take it to the bedroom. So we go from the concept and the method of strengthening our immune system, whereas then our immune system with a strong immune system, we can deal with the technical uh, radiation and uh, that, that we're being, you know, blasted with, you know. So, I mean, it's it's very hard to protect yourself from those, uh, you know, technical, you know, frequencies that they blast us with, and especially when they turn up the power like crazy. So I think uh, we have something, you know, that's a big hurdle to overcome. So right now uh, I say everyone try to really get your immune systems up uh, because with a weak immune system, you know, you're like toast, you know, in the, in the shortest time period. Okay, excellent. And my final question before I pass you on to Jane is going to be probably a long one is, I believe personally that we have to kind of take over the little towns, the little cities, the school board and everything on the ground level, because that's why they can't, they can't win when we do that. And how would you because there's people that are sharing all the stuff, they're they're just getting frustrated, but they're not really doing anything. So if you could actually get <clears throat> drop drop the pebble in to get it started, like with say maybe freedom of information to be getting the information, what's the one thing that you could kind of or a few things that people should be doing, getting the three people together or whatever in each little town around the world? Yes, um, and I think. Roy, that's exactly why we have the most success. You know, last year we specifically did a lot of presentations and some presentation I did with a friend or with two friends of mine. So I cover one aspect and he actually comes from uh, the development, you know, from the city development, you know, and stuff in the government. So he actually worked for the government. So he has an extremely good know-how in what is required to actually put in a application. So if a mobile provider is trying to set a new antenna in your town, they need to find the piece of land where they can do it. Many times they use public, okay, property, such as schools, <laughs> fire department, and crazy churches, okay, stuff I've like that. I've seen it, I've seen it, yeah, and shopping centers hidden in the signs. Exactly, and, you know, we have identified that uh, Swisscom, uh, the largest provider here, Pays, pays up to $1.8 million in a 50-year contract for a location, okay? So, <laughs> so what's important is, is we do work with the city council. We work with them, and we have to do some groundwork. We have to go to the manufacturer's data. So, in other words, the product catalogs that uh, from, the, from like a manufacturer such, such as Ericsson or Nokia or Huawei, the Chinese, Go there and get the data sheets and find out, okay, what exactly is required, power, how many watt is required to actually take such an antenna into operation. 
So when the operator, such as Swisscom, goes in and does an application for this, you know, antenna by the by the local, you know, uh, uh, construction board, whatever the, you know, whatever the level it is, uh, then they have to identify, okay, uh, what what are the specs of this antenna, okay? At what level is the, are we going to broadcast these frequencies? You know, the EMFs. Uh, how much power and all that stuff. So this is where we find they, they because <laughs> they, they shortcut things because people don't know. They circumvent certain procedures and we identify where they have circumvented the procedure and we request them to come and take care of it. And in most cases now, the city start listening to us and say, holy cow, uh, thanks for helping us. And so <laughs> it was just in December we had one of the states here, it's a canton, and, and, and it's the same as a state. They have invited all the city, uh, you know, city councils that are over the development aspects of the, the city council. And they uh, were teaching them in that course. There were three, you know, uh, folks there that were doing the course. And they were just teaching everybody, you know, and how they should go about it and blah, blah, blah. And most of the stuff is just top-down, delegated in how this... And so we, with our organization, planted two people, okay, that are fully educated on our side, were in there and listening in to this whole thing. We paid a few dollars, obviously, that that could go in there. And uh, so we were able to start questioning the whole course, and we flipped the whole course on its head. So even the educators and the course from the government said, you know what, guys, you're right. I think we need to go back to the drawing board. We have a problem here. And so with the bottom-up movement, we have now have had the chance to get so many cases into the court system. We have now, guess, all 15, 16 different court cases at the Supreme Court level here in Switzerland. So everything is on hold, but only those locations that we actually file a complaint. So the local community, you as a citizen, there within the, the, uh, the perimeter, the, the, the radius that allows you to uh, appeal, you have to file appeal and don't think you will win in the first round. If you lose at the city level, you have to go to the state level. And if you lose at the state level, you need to go and pull it all the way out to the Supreme Court level. This is what we're doing. And we also help fund those and we help support those with technical know-how, with engineers that go through this painful you know, data sheet <laughs> analysis work. And that has brought Switzerland in most cases at a standstill. In the court, in the courts, we have literally, you know, a bunch of people and, and waiting, you know, to get to their situation. I mean, we have really good success, but only because we are super active. And I suggest that everyone needs to get busy. If they don't want to get fried by some antennas, you know, in their neighborhood, they need to get going. And that tell you what, if you are in the church, if you're a member of your church and your mer and your church took money in order to place one of those deadly things up in your church, I tell you what, you you put your uh, church, uh, you know, yeah, you either gonna go and, and and close out your membership there, or you tell them you guys take this thing down, okay? Because I mean, it's, it's just so corrupt that a church will actually allow to have one of those things put into their buildings and their property. Same thing with the school, the school board, and and the the local government. 
we need to take charge. And I tell you what, if the government, in other words, if our voted in city council members are not listening, here in Switzerland, we have laws, okay? And uh, they have to follow certain laws. And it's called force order principle here. So you actually have to make sure that you take care of the people's health over any, any economic gain, all right? So this has nothing about money, power and stuff. This is about health. And if our health, the peoples are considered that they're going to be damaged here in the short time, uh, you know what? You guys have to vote these people out of power. And in this, when it's really, uh, when it's possible, file a criminal complaint if they don't take their job serious. And we start filing you know, criminal complaints here against people that are not listening. Excellent. Yeah. Christian, love what you're doing. Thank you very much. I'll pass it to Jane. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you, Roy. Yeah, Jane. Hi. Yeah, you're doing so much, Christian, for humanity. It's just incredible. Thank you. And, you know, my mind goes, wants to go, keep going to the bigger picture. You know, what is this string of evil? And where does it end? Like, you know, there's a princess recently that's in a coma. And monetary gain seems to be rampant over health right now. And, um, and then we were talking about Turkey and the earthquakes. And I, you know, I'm aware that we're ending cycle within cycle and that we are within a 30,000 year uh, time frame of perhaps having a pole shift, which historically means that humanity ticks up in consciousness, in vibration. And I just, I'm trying to get my head around the bigger picture. And is it to stop much of humanity from upticking in vibration, like this whole 5G jab scenario? <laughs> I just wondered if you could comment on that. Yeah, it's, uh, thanks uh, for the question, Jane. You know, um, is this something that, um, I'm following on the sidelines, okay? Uh, we have uh, people in our close circle that are also, uh, you know, studying this. I tell you what, uh, it is a challenge for us, a, a mental challenge to get up in the morning and find the energy to go against what actually is happening. You know, uh, you know, and even myself sometimes, you know, and I think, you know, when I get down, when I really feel like, okay, now I'm really start losing it because, uh, you know, I don't think it's worth it anymore. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter how creative I maybe come up with something. It's very tough to motivate people and you can feel and sense that, but I find my balance in nature change. So, I mean, tomorrow I did a very spontaneous thing with my wife and the group. We're going to go out and uh, we're going to go to backcountry skiing. And I tell you what, while we have that freedom, when we have that opportunity, we should all consider going out to nature because when we go out to nature, we can forget about all this crap. And we know what nature looks exactly. When I go to a mountain, oh, that was like that, you know, millions of years ago, exact the same thing. So uh, I think that's very, very important that when we get too much down uh, to find ourselves again, go out in nature. You know, if you can't go to the mountains, you may go to a, a, a river, a stream, a, a, just go and enjoy and take your shoes off and walk around barefoot and ground yourself. Right, Jane? 
And yeah. uh, what you're speaking about is very, very interesting, you know, and uh, but I find my peace, you know, uh, personally, you know, out in nature. And I think that's a very, you know, you probably have a lot more knowledge about that, you know, based on your activities and your experience that you're doing and stuff like that. But with this whole technocrat type of thing, we have such high technology. We look at the 5G, we look at the pharmaceuticals, and it's really kind of funny. It makes me almost laugh because, um, you know, just a few days ago, you know, here I just did a course on Saturday about ionic uh, and colloidal silver. So I taught that course in front of 153 people here in Switzerland, and it's the fifth course within one year. So we actually have had 382 people come through this course. <laughs> and it's it's just, for me, it's just great to see the interest because we just literally the day before the course, it was Thursday, Friday, two, two, one, two days before the course, the Swiss government is talking about, hey, we have a problem. We're no longer getting the antibiotics, penicillin. We have over 200 med medicine, also in other words, drugs that we can't get anymore. And it's like, you know what? Uh, I have never studied. I never went to go get a degree in in an uh, you know in a university. You know, just use please. You know, use common sense, people. Okay, and uh, you know, if we transfer all the uh, production manufacturing capacity over to China, and China is the only one left, okay, that can manufacture uh, antibiotics and penicillin, and you guys think you're going to be getting this stuff. It's a joke. Uh, so for me, uh, we just have to come back to common sense. We have to stop believing these educated, and it's really amazing. We can we could talk about this uh, academics. We have so many academics, okay, professors that really here, especially in Switzerland, if you don't have some kind of a degree and some kind of a name behind your name, a title behind your name, you're like considered nobody. And it's that the whole thing is flipping on its head because all these academics that thought they were so smart and brighter than anybody else, I tell you what, most of them got chapped and they wish now they have not gotten chapped. And I tell you what, so I think we have to give ourselves a little credit, okay? And sometimes discussing something that we maybe don't know, Jane. I can't, you know, from a, from a, from science point of view, I can't confirm what exactly is happening here with the 30,000 year cycle and stuff like that. But we, we just have to come back to common sense. And, and actually that, that that is what grounds me. And I'm not at all impressed with higher education because most of these people have been so massively, okay, uh, conditioned to believe in something that it's not. And uh, I think we're much better off using our own heads and brains and, and uh, keep on on that path. Yeah, I agree, right? We've almost been programmed to stop listening to our own intuition, mm -hmm. connect to the earth and, and take the power back for ourselves and our own health, right? We've given it all away and it's programming over decades. Yeah, we just lost that kind of self-responsibility. We want to pass it on to everybody else. You know, it starts almost everywhere. You know, people want to get into investments. They don't study anything. They want to go into crypto. They start putting money onto somebody that invests for them. They've never learned about it. They don't put it into a wallet or something like that. 
uh, you know, so they do things, they trust people, and then they wake up and it's all being stolen and, you know, uh, we've been caught in frauds and stuff like that. It's the same thing when you go to the banker and you ask the banker, your, your financial advisor, well, I will purchase, I would love to purchase some gold or the silver and the banker goes, yeah, it's all great. You know what? Let's just do this. And how much? And yeah, 10,000. Okay, good. And they start, you know, selling you digital currency. In other words, digital uh, gold and silver. And, you know, people now come to our course that we do in the presentations, learn that about factor 220, okay, uh, have invested their gold and silver, not physically. It's in the digital account somewhere. So if gold and silver crashes and people want to go and get that physical holding, I know 119 go empty. Only one, uh, excuse me, 219, 200 from 220, 219 go empty. All right. Only one has gold and silver physical holding. So mm -hmm. that's the interesting thing is, is, you know what? You can no longer trust the system. You really have to grab you know, this thing by yourself, you have to become responsible. If that is bookkeeping, if that is accounting, whatever it is, we really have to go back to square one and start acquiring those skills ourselves to based on self-studies, self-research. And this is what we're promoting is like, stop trusting, believing the ones that want you, you know, uh, get into that system, start, you know, taking charge yourself. And I tell you what, I don't really think that much. We just come from the intuition, like you you just expressed, Jane. Feel it. These projects that we're doing, you know, in our organization are pretty much all from the heart. We feel, and, and it's it comes to us, when is the right time to do this? What we did last year is no longer this year. We will maintain certain things, but we're looking for new things. And so our... Uh, a nonprofit organization is changing. I was, I'm changing my presentations of the 2023, you know, project, you know, road and not trying to do the same thing as last year. And it is so we always kind of try to evolve. And, you know, with, I mean, time goes so fast. I mean, we have so many experiences that we gain through the whole day. Uh, I'm trying to pick here and there that will give me the next idea for the next project. And we have two new projects that we're running with here. Uh, as Two of them, I can't talk about it yet, but it's really exciting. So this is where I find excitement, new energy and motivation is creating things while we're going on in this crazy world where most people want to you know, commit suicide, at least too many of them. I mean, here in Switzerland, you know, they haven't been uh, uh, submitting the suicide statistics here because I know it's skyrocketing. They're afraid to put that out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not just in the United States, it's other places in the world as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just love that you even speak about following your heart, which is very human and connected to source and God in contrast to transhumanism, which, right, is like cut off from all of that. Absolutely. You turn into a machine, a robot, and uh, robots, they don't think for themselves. Well, you know, obviously they say with AI, okay, artificial intelligence. I mean, but I don't want to have someone behind, you know, 100 screens monitor me 24-7 and is trying to put things into my mind, you know. So 
uh, I don't have any, okay, any, um, you know, uh, motivation to live like this. And no. I don't think uh, anyone should. And, and it's just this whole technology stuff, you know, um, this is not, this is not for us. And most people uh, are just being whacked and they're getting, you know, becoming part of something that they don't want. So I, that's the reason why I'm afraid that the people that really did get jabbed, they probably are not all the way here with us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think they're probably already manipulated to a certain degree. Yeah, because they become connected to what you call <laughs> the the web more. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting time. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm going to pass you to Hartman. Thank you, Jane. Christian, it's a pleasure to have you again here on the show. And um, the interesting thing about you is you have such an overview about all the subjects. And um, I just want to have, first of all, I want to make some comments. The interesting thing is that Bill Gates now, after selling all the um, BioNTech stocks, that he sell, that by himself he admits that uh, there was no effectiveness or less effectiveness of the of, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's really it's really fascinating. And uh, the Thailand is seems to be the first country which is going to uh, stop the vaccination and wants to uh, make lawsuits against Pfizer, as the daughter of the of the king died, and uh, Professor Bhakti had the possibility to talk to governmental officials and explain <clears throat> his his opinion. And so now it looks like that uh, the governmental officials, they were very surprised and uh, they want to get a compensation for, um, from Pfizer for all the people who, uh, yeah, who lost their existence during the lockdown. Absolutely. And uh, Pascal Najadi, my friend that we talked about earlier here in the show is, uh, you know, he did the interview together with Bhakti and uh, with uh, the kingdom. Yeah, so they're very well connected, and I think they uh, had uh, some really, really good exchange. There's actually uh, an interview that uh, you could go and find online. This is all in English. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is definitely uh, on that path in the right direction. So this is really exciting news. Uh, obviously, not that uh, the daughter died, you know, of course, you know, but that uh, right. the governments are actually start seeing through really what was happening here. My question is, if we put all things together, because they they orchestrating on, on in many areas. For example, we have the war in Ukraine. We have the inflation. We have the difficulties of getting electronic devices for the agriculture machines. Uh, the food, for example, in Germany, the the regulations for fertilizer are so weird that the wheat has only a percentage of less than 10% of protein so that you can only give it to animals and you cannot take it for, for food anymore. Um, the acceleration of the, of the wall and all this stuff, and they want to establish the 15-minute cities in uh, 2024. And as you said, uh, that they are now want to implement also devices in our bodies in this year already. Do you think they they want they are orchestrating the kind of crash 
so that we have no other chance to get yeah to get out because a wall in my opinion or i read this a wall has the target to make a trans uh, a change from within this is yes. more important than conquering <laughs> land yes um <clears throat> yeah absolutely absolutely we have uh, you know the last few years uh, there's a few friends of mine that uh, were together and we were deeply researching and trying to find out uh, what the agenda is or could be based on the information we've had uh, some of the information we uh, you know kind of projected and uh, so I think you know um, February 24th last year and I think we talked briefly about this in our last interview here uh, we went into the deconstruction phase uh, of this, uh, you know, U UN Agenda 2030. And uh, that uh, that agenda is on most government websites. It is in our Swiss government website, Agenda 2030. And uh, in order to, to read and understand, you have to read between the lines. So when you under understand the, the UN as the kind of the infrastructure for the new world government and then having the World Health Organization, okay, the health aspect and, you know, the pandemic here we talked about, uh, that is uh, a, a, an absolute fantastic psychological uh, warfare, you know, in a hybrid, in a hybrid war, hybrid war, excuse me, uh, that is actually against all of us, you know, so people, we really are at war from all sides and, mo and it's not a traditional conventional war. So you're mentioning, you know, our food source, you're con considering, you know, all the uh, supply chain issues with the microchip. I mean, you can have the greatest machine, you can have the greatest tanks, okay? Uh, but if the chip for the tank to operate with the software comes out of Taiwan, <laughs> And Taiwan is no longer delivering your microchip. You're screwed. Doesn't matter how good your tank is. So, I mean, we have gotten ourselves out in this whole new world order, you know, global, you know, uh, situation. It is so fragile, the whole thing. And we are absolutely getting crushed from all sides. So I just say to everyone, uh, you know, it's very tough to find a solution to go against what's happening. I think the best thing, and that's where we have figured our solutions, is to prepare yourself that you're no longer dependent on local, okay? In other words, your city government, your county in the United States, we don't really use that much here in Switzerland, but city, canton, state level and then national government don't depend any longer on that so for your food source for your water source and stuff start learning to prepare yourself to live and uh you know operate your family so to say without any government support because that's exactly what they're trying to do they're trying in the deconstruction phase they're con i mean this is all created in this world nothing happens without being this this being planned strategized and then with tactics being implemented so right now they're trying to break everyone's back so we really lose everything that we have all right and then uh they will bring the solution i know we talked about the ubi the universal base income so this is right now they're taking us all the way down to our knees so everyone is praying not to God, but to Gov. They have worked in replacing 
God for God, for government. And we're supposed to pray to the government that they will bring us the solution. And the UBI and the digital currency and gone away with the cash and all that stuff. I mean, come on. And the agenda, we all know that. I mean, us five, we know the agenda. It's world depopulation. They don't even... They don't even hide that anymore. They speak that no. right in our faces. It's in their white papers. They want to depopulate us. So only the strong will survive. So I, I tell everybody, stay strong. Never, ever, ever accept another shot. I don't care if it's mRNA or, in other words, COVID. Also, don't accept another shot. I'm talking about uh, tetanus. Don't accept another influenza shot because they're putting this crap into all the shots. Stay away from hospitals and start taking care of your own health because you can no longer trust any single doctor because they have sold us out and most of them become criminals and they should be tried in the Nuremberg trials like they did in 1947. Yeah, yeah. And how, um, how um, realistic is a blackout in Switzerland because in Austria, for example, they started to um, give letters or to make uh, specific approvals or for specific people in the case of a um, blackout that they are uh, able to, to, to drive or to, to, to do their jobs. So it looks like that, for example, if it, uh, uh, when the blackout comes, That they uh, that they um, want to force us to stay at home, and uh, what is the situation in Switzerland concerning the blackout at the moment? Yeah, uh, that's excellent. Be no, <clears throat> so <laughs> we recognize that two two years ago when I wrote the program, it's an eight step eight, eight step program for self preparedness, and part of that is also the power source, energy source for your house and all that stuff. So power. Uh, diesel generators, gas generators, you know, uh, uh, solar and all that stuff. So here in Switzerland, they started taking that up on them, you know, last summer. So in other words, more than a year after we started doing our seminars and, and presentations about this. So, uh, but at least they start talking about it and they have, a, a, they actually have a program here in how they're going to deal with this. So in other words, they talk about, you know, four hours off, four hours on, four hours off, and then who will get the power, okay? So crucial infrastructure such as hospitals and military and, you know, police and, and fire departments, they will get the infrastructure. In other words, they will get the power. But, uh, you know, certain businesses, certain industries will be shut down first. I would imagine probably ski resorts. <laughs> so... You just don't want to sit on a chair, right? You know, a hundred meters off ground, you know, when they turn off the chair and they're going to be sitting up there for four hours. So I'm just saying, you know, they have some things that they have worked out, these crisis management plans, Hartwood. And the funny thing is, is uh, I'm I'm good friends with an, uh, 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 someone active in the military. And she is, uh, or this, this person is involved in the... <clears throat> uh, Uh, in the organization that actually considers uh, or actually is in charge of whom they're going to assign the power to, which critical infrastructures will get. So the, decide, the deciding factors will be decided there who is going to get power and who doesn't. And in all of the preparedness, guess or not, they actually have forgotten the Swiss government. And that meeting she was, they have forgotten the Swiss, excuse me, the Swiss military. 
the Swiss military was not on the crucial list. It is now, but it wasn't until that meeting. So it's just, we have everywhere at any government levels, political levels, we have so many people that are so naive, so no experience. I mean, we have in most places completely, you know, uh, just just bodies, you know, no brains, no experience. And uh, it's it's sad in how in how uh, how weak, okay. In most government levels, we have people in 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 in, in the position of of managing a situation who actually have absolutely no clue. And and you know, it becomes so embarrassing that most people don't even want to get into politics any longer because they're failing so bad. And I think you know. And I did a letter on the 20th of October last fall. Uh, it is on the internet. You guys can actually learn about that. Um, so uh, where I exposed the whole thing, you know, how much, how much is really coming out of China? Because China, the CCP, okay, the Communist Party, China, they have such a long-term strategic plan that no Western government can match them. And they have outmaneuvered the Western, okay, governments. And that's the reason why I think they were able to infiltrate into the U.S. government, even into the Pentagon. So the Chinese are literally in control in taking down the United States. Because when uh, this defense minister uh, from, from China, uh, that was back in 2005. His name is Chi Huatian. That was in 2005 when he, you know, he had a public uh, talk and he spoke about the agenda from the Chinese. And he was very clear, straightforward. And I exposed this whole thing in the letter to our government and especially to all generals here in Switzerland. There's over 50 different generals. I wrote this letter. And I told these guys about time you guys open your, you know, your eyes and do something about it. Because based on the activity we see, there is Chinese money, okay, infiltrating everywhere in politics, in government, all the way to the Pentagon. Otherwise, nobody could tell me why the U.S. military would actually put these chaps, okay, with no long-term studies into our military assets. This cannot be normal. This has to be, okay, a black ops. And someone fell for it. And I have some pretty good information about the Chinese being in bed together with the Vatican and the Swiss government steering this whole thing. Yes. And it's, um, there was also uh, three, three things I want to mention. First of all, I have also access to, to a police officer. He told me that if a blackout comes, in three days, nothing works really. The, in, after three days, everything stopped. Yeah, this is uh, this is very, uh, very, um, a very dangerous situation, which many people underestimate. And um, then I want to tell also about Karen Utes. Karen Utes is uh, an ex-lawyer of the World Bank or International Monetary Fund. And in, a, in uh, an interview, she made a very interesting statement. She said that all the secret services work together like the banks and they have to give a report to the Vatican. 
this is interesting yeah, yeah. so yeah. and what the most people don't understand or many people think secret service is james bond james bond is only three five percent 75 percent is propaganda and the rest is money a huge money yeah yeah this is um well we all we all know we know at the debt monetary system you know who's in charge behind all this and uh you know we could take care of this in the united states it's very easy you know one one strike at the pen you know president kennedy tried to do this to get rid of the fed yeah you know that is all checkbook money uh we could get rid of all the actual deficits uh, all the debts and stuff like that I mean, the whole debt monetary system, the modern money mechanics, the way it exists is a complete joke. It's, it's a, <laughs> but it's brilliant from the guys that put it in place because obviously they have, uh, you know, uh, the power and the controls over us and stuff like that. But I think, you know, while we're talking here, Hartmut, I, I, I prepared something. I want to tell you guys something, and especially you viewers here on the end. And that will literally, literally put things into place because you have, you just mentioned it. And that's why the, brought me you know to this here heart mood this is money and power okay so here our focus part of the project here that we're working on is to really re-educate our people here in switzerland about okay who is the who <laughs> who is the world health organization all right so they obviously uh, take advantage of their immunity here the diplomatic immunity in switzerland uh, having that ngo here uh, obviously, Gavi is here, the WEF is here, the UN is here, the, the, the Swiss Red Cross is here, we have uh, Bank of International Settlement, all these, these organizations are right here, right? So I don't even need to talk about it, and I just need to talk about it from a common sense you know, uh, point of view. I want to tell you, because while we're doing war, you know, war up here in Ukraine, and we do, okay, maybe it's natural, but I don't think so massive massive earthquake in turkey i mean we're just being completely liberated you know with stuff happening at the same time okay in last year march 1st they started the world health organization trying to get a new treaty with all member you know nations around the world so i wrote a letter in the 9th of uh, uh, uh march last year about this to the swiss government and the, all the different departments it's like guys the World Health Organization is trying to do a new treaty. That means they're using their, you know, diplomatic immunity here, the Switzerland, to get this really evil, evil contract in place to take our sovereignty away, us as the sovereign people. But worse than that, the whole nation will lose its sovereignty. So yes, we sir. have a bunch of guys that non-elected guys are going to tell us how we're going to deal with the next pandemic. And we have new documents. It will blow your mind. But, you know, I'm going to save that for a second, the document I want to share with you. But here is on the Article 3. This is the new draft for the new treaty. This used to be, uh, you know, this used to be like this. The uh, implementation of, this of these regulations shall be with full respect for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedom of persons based on the principle. So what they have done, they strike that out. So they say, shall be with full respect for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedom of persons, scratched out, crossed it off. So with this, taking this out of this 
I'm not sure if you can see this here. Mm -hmm. With yeah. this, they're eliminating us, does the sovereign and ritual living flesh and blood out of this. And I mean, it's it's horrendous. What kind of, of a draft treaty that these you know criminals are putting together and want to get this passed all the way through. So all our energy in the next few months is we're going to go and expose that fraud that these guys are doing, okay? And we will most likely also do a criminal charge against these guys, okay? Because we want to go and make sure that their immunity, we're going to try to crack these guys down. And we then have... what really, just one second, Hartmut, you know, and mm -hmm. what really breaks the camel's back here, and I know we're almost at the end here of our time, is this document here. It will literally break the camel's back. So here, through my friend, Pascal Najadi, we talked about my investment banker friend. We were able to get our hands on a document, an internal document. I'm going to show you the signature page. And you're not going to believe it, what I'm going to tell you. So this here is the signature page. See here? Yep. This document shows an affiliation agreement between the World Health Organization and the World Health Organization Foundation. So these crucial criminals here, they have put together a hedge fund in the name of the World Health Organization to fund their illegal activities against us and our sovereign nations. And with this, they're putting our government under duress. No wonder our executives in our nations are no longer making any, any decisions that are even good for its people. There's only and only for international interest, for money and power and the absolute power. And that is disgusting. And I will go all the way with this, with you guys all together. I invite everybody worldwide that, you know, is listening to this show and can spread it and, and, and share it. This is an absolute criminal organization, the World Health Organization. And we need to actually arrest any and all those criminals. And I'm giving full gas here in Switzerland. And I won't stop till we have a chance to go down there and arrest these bastards. It's um, uh, we had in the last week we had Dr. Bregan from US in in this show, and we discussed the World Health Organization and how they um, take all the authority from many countries. Already, forty countries has signed the whole European Union. So, where the authority uh, concerning health is um, brought to the World Health Organization, so that this organization is the dictatorship in the case of a pandemic, which can be, let's say, a sniff, <laughs> I don't know, yeah? And then they can implement from Switzerland all measurements, and um, our health minister can say, I have nothing to say anymore. I have the absolute latest draft on this. It's just a few days old. Uh, my friend, Philip Kruse, just did a fantastic presentation up in Sweden, Stockholm. I think there were like close to 1,500 people in the room. Most of them were uh, attorneys from all over the world. And he just absolutely blasted this thing out. And he went exactly into the absolute deep factors in how 
these absolute criminals are using, uh, you know, they have absolutely legalized, you know, money laundering down in Geneva uh, with these organizations. And these are all absolute criminals and any government body, any individual in any level of government, executive, legislative, judicial, that are supporting this, they're all criminals. We have to all arrest them and put them away for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and, and we talk here, this is uh, what the most people don't understand. We don't talk here about billions, we talk about trillions. Oh, yeah. Well, again, you know, uh, can you imagine, based on what these guys did to us here in the last three years with the lockdown and PCR tests and then that, uh, you know, that uh, poison, you know, jab, you know, with all, I mean, the statistics show evidence, you know, why should we actually trust those criminals one more round okay are we going to give them another chance to go and give us a lockdown destroy our economies we're already all broken our back most of our backs are broken mine are not because i stopped believing in the government 20 years ago yeah and, and um, the european union commission also admit that the uh, that the jab didn't work and um alberto bola the ceo um, uh, executive Pfizer. of Pfizer. <laughs> He, um, there is a video um, in which he stated on the World Economic Forum that they met 2019 in order to reduce the population by 50% and that they are going to start with it um, or reaching this target by 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, they, it's so, it's so interesting on the other side. They are, now they are discussing the things openly yep. uh, like no one can stop them they think they, they think, think. But, you know the romans didn't think either they're gonna get crushed yeah <laughs> um well, i think I've, i find pleasure you know in actually learning more and more about history and uh, i tell you what i mean they're all gonna get crushed they're gonna yeah. start you'll see i mean uh yeah i tell you what it's not gonna be cake a cakewalk for us all right a lot of no. people are going to die. I really think that probably more than 50% of the world population is going to have a real hard time staying alive. You know, and I think most of that, obviously, immediate, you know, being in the wrong place, you know, with the war that's happening, because I don't think it's just going to be maintained in the Ukraine. It could easily now uh, facilitate into other countries around the world. Uh, but I really, I really think uh, it's going to be a problem with with food, food supplies, and and water. Food supply, yeah. yes. Yeah. Food supply will be and civil war. I yeah. think in Germany, for example, and and the interesting thing is, Zelensky wants to establish Ukraine to the new world order, and and for this reason, this means he wants to establish the 50 minute states. He wants to have all the all the gates. For the pass for the passports and and all that stuff and Ukraine, this is I this is my personal opinion. Ukraine is the prototype for Europe. Yeah, I think so. So um, I tell you what, uh, even if we have all this evilness right here, right, Grace, yeah. you have a great title for today's broadcast here uh, podcast. Um, it really. 
is in a special place, Switzerland. I do not know. I get asked that all the time. It's like, Christian, how do you view Switzerland? You know, are you guys going to get crushed too down there in the middle of this whole thing? Just like first, second world war, you guys kind of survive there and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I think a lot of Swiss were going to have wake up call. All right. Uh, it's maybe not going to be as bad as in our neighbor nations, Germany, you know, Italy, but Switzerland is not just going to walk away. Uh, I really think they're going to get kicked as well. But still, since we have this island, you know, of these really, really corrupt, massively, you know, criminal organizations, I say how it is. Because if you guys, if we or my nonprofit organization were to do what these guys are doing and getting away with, we will be shut down. We will be in jail the same day. All right. They can get away with all this stuff. That can kill millions of people. And guess what? They're still getting billions of dollars of money for, you know, sponsoring the next project that can, you know, release up on us. So, I mean, it's just absolutely madness. So in how Switzerland is going to come out, out of this, I don't know. I just know it's really that control center. And when North America is going to start burning down, because that is the agenda from the Chinese. The yes. Chinese agenda is to take its people, the superior race of people, and bring it into North America because all their land has been destroyed from all the overproduction last 40 years for the whole world. Uh, you know, manufacturing, all the junk that comes out of there. Some of the stuff is not pretty good because it's Western technologies. <laughs> so they have destroyed their waters, lakes, you know, air pollution, all that stuff. And they need to move their superior race into uh, prosperous land such as North America and also New Zealand. And that's why I think all the power is on the United States. Right now, the United States is like, getting crazy. They want to go and you know, start war against Russia but through NATO. They want to go and start circling you know, around China because of Taiwan. I mean, this is all set up for the United States to get crushed. There is yeah. no way the United States has, even with all the resources the United States has, there is no way they can wage war around the whole world against Russia and China at the same time. Uh, it's, the same, it's the same with Europe as well. It's the same yeah. with Europe as well. The interesting thing is, for example, we, Germany, we give all the Leopard tanks and all weapons as a present to Ukraine. Yeah. And this this destroys the economical uh, backbones. Well, they demilitarize Western Europe. There's going to be nothing left. So the Russians can just come and all the way across. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no... There's nobody that is... Ammunition for one or three days, and that's it? They're just yeah. waiting for the grounds to be frozen 50 centimeters deep so they can come with their tanks and just show up. So I'm telling a man in the Swiss government, I wrote that too. Are you guys nuts? Freezing the Russians' money here in Switzerland? It's just oligarchs? I mean, just private people's money? Why? Are you guys nuts? And then we had one of our, you know, real, you know, federal council members, Cassis, is in charge of foreign affairs. And he's talking about utilizing those frozen funds, sanctions funds, to go and help the Ukraine. Yeah. And this guy's absolutely nuts. As a neut yeah. neutral state, actually, Switzerland, our neutrality was compromised last year. But, I mean, the ideas these people have, 
they they are just they're not can even be themselves they're they're getting orders from the top down because you can see in how some of these people behave i mean Zelensky must be going through a half a kilo of cocaine a day to just they keep going with his crazy you know you know acts he's doing up there in the ukraine i mean it's yeah. insane and you know i feel bad for people that fall for the news People go turn on the TV station, they read, they read the newspaper, you know, Joe Blow up the street and stuff, you know. I talk to people here locally in my own town. They have absolutely no clue what's going on. They think, you know, Russia is a bad guy. You know, Putin is a bad guy. It's like, come on. They have been, you know, they, 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 uh, they caused for the whole uh, government to be uh, flipped upside down in 2014. They caused the coup in, in uh, Ukraine. And then uh, they started civil war against, you know, Donbass, Donetsk, you know, that's the reason why Russia went in there. They start killing off their own people over there. And and uh, so now nobody talks about that uh, the Ukraine uh, started, uh, you know, civil war against its own people in 2014. So they have, they, they have been in war for eight years up there before even, you know, Putin said it, that's enough. I mean, we're coming for you. No one talks about this. There's a lot of people here in Europe. They don't have a clue about the history whatsoever. They have no clue. And uh, the the problem is, as as they work in this way, here Europe works in this way like it does, it's the same, it will come in the same situation like the US. And as I said, the Silk Road doesn't end um, in Duisburg, Germany by accident. So we are going to we are going to face the same situation like in the USA. Yeah. And I think uh, maybe in maybe in 10, 15 years, Chinese will live in my flat. Yeah, this is something um, uh, what we have to what we have to put in consideration. And the interesting thing is, one million members of the CCP party is in high official positions in the economy and in governments worldwide. One million. Yeah. yeah. This is. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have some hard numbers, hard mode. We actually have hard numbers in the Chinese plan. They have a time schedule. And uh, they have 2035 taking over Europe. Between 2035 and the latest by 2050, the Chinese will be uh, living in our houses here, most likely. Yeah, then it's the same with the black, with the, um, with the black movement in America. And this we will have to settle war between... The, the people who come from Africa and Af uh, Arabic states. And then if everything is uh, reduced, then they come. So it's, it's less work. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I don't know exactly how the end game is going to play out. Uh, I don't have the crystal ball. Uh, yeah, we have the Bible. Okay. We have some ideas, you know, what this and that, but at the same time, uh, you know, people think, you know, we have real natural earthquakes, but we also know that humans have the technology to actually be, okay, the ones that create these earthquakes. Uh, you know, I have a friend that is, is no longer with us. He was in the CIA, and uh, he, they used the harp technology in the Vietnam War. And uh, he told me he was there, CIA ops, okay? They literally flushed the people out of the bush with the weather technology. So you can imagine in how much more perfected these technologies are today. So uh, I really don't know what's exactly in it in the future and, and how this is going to pay out, you know, China, Russia. But I really think that uh, 
I hope I'm wrong, but the United States, the, you know, uh, that all the concentration, the focus is on the United States to crush that land because China wants that land. And if if China made friends with the Vatican because of the long-term strategy, China stands much better than the United States. The Vatican But, has, um, there is a book which is called Vatican Assassin by John Eric yep. Fouts. And in this is very clearly stated that the Communist Party of China was established by the Jesuits. It's the same like uh, like the Russian uh, Communist uh, Party. So there is the connection between China and Vatican, which is very close. Yeah. And, and you know, right, you all here plus the listeners, the Swiss guards at the Vatican, what does that tell you? A lot. <laughs> A lot. Swiss guards at the Vatican and the, the P3 Lodge. That's right. So, I mean, the symbolism, right? Yeah. It tells you a lot when Switzerland provides the guards for the Vatican. So, yeah. and then you understand why first, second world war, you know, nothing happened really to Switzerland. Definitely. Definitely. Right. But in my opinion, it's a war between empath and narcissists. And the problem is the empath are more, but they are peaceful, more peaceful. And uh, yeah. it's, it's a question of time when the uh, empath start to fight. This is and this is the question: Who will win this battle? Yeah, I think the biggest battle that we have at the level we operate at in our homes, in our communities, are our coexistent people around us that are not educated, that are not prepared, and when they're going to have, you know, when they're going to go hungry or thirsty. They are not prepared. They're going to come for you to get it because they know you're prepared. So in our crisis management, we tell everybody, don't tell anybody what you have. Never, ever. Don't, don't tell anybody, you know, how well you're prepared and how much food you have and all that and guns and ammo and stuff. Don't you dare tell anybody because you tell the wrong neighbors, they're going to come for you. And that's, I'm not afraid of the government. I'm not afraid of the police or military. I know I could care less, really. I'm worried about, you know, hundreds of neighbors, all right? And that's the reason if you have a chance to leave the city, they want to have these 15-minute cities, they can have it. <laughs> I, I, I never, ever want to be in a 15-minute city. I tell you what, I want to be way outside that per, that radius. I want to be out in the, in the country as far away from the cities as you can. Uh, but still, uh, yeah, I think we just have to really follow common sense and take that to heart. Yeah, definitely. It was a pleasure talking to you, Christian. I passed you to Grace. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Christian, can you invite the audience on how they can help you or support you or your team? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you see down below here our domain name, you know, uh, www.vereinwir.ch. Uh, when you get there, it's also a WordPress website. So in the top right corner, you can very easily go and click for your language. We have English, French, German. So pick, in your case, most likely English. So all the written text on the website will translate for you in English. <clears throat> yes, it's AI, <laughs> artificial intelligence. So technology can be used for good things. So we can communicate there, I think, probably 
80-85% accuracy from what we originally wrote in, in German. So you have a good idea what we're talking about. You can follow the, our projects. You know, we have various projects in 5G, uh, crisis management. You know, we talked about, you know, the health, you know, how to protect your health, you know, with the ionic and colloidal silvers. But then we have very specific contracts, uh, projects. Uh, we have projects in media, you know, exposing the media, what they're not doing, what they're supposed to be doing. We have other things that we do. And uh, so I tell you what, the best way to support us is to become a member in our organization. We have individual memberships for 40 Swiss francs, and then we have family memberships for 50. These are annual memberships. Actually, we, we call them Paten. So that's like a godfather of being a godmother to us, you know. Uh, but, you know, And then we also have, uh, you know, people have an opportunity to actually donate into our, they don't have to be a member, they can just donate. And with that, we can be super active here on the ground of that strings of evil pit, so to say, uh, where the commando center is for all these uh, worldwide NGOs that have the agenda, okay, to create a one world government over us and take our sovereignty away, our human rights away and stuff. And if you guys want that we continue on doing our work here uh, from education, information, all the way to actually solution uh, solutions, uh, then, you know, I invite you to participate with our organization. You, there is no uh, firewalls. In other words, you can come participate. We already have members from North America. So uh, people from anywhere in the world can participate. And I'm really, really proud uh, to let you know that we have visitors to our website from almost any and all countries around the world. <laughs> so we're we're really excited to, to uh, have you come join. We also have Telegram uh, channel. Uh, it's easy to find on our website as well. We have set up a new platform to connect all the Swiss farmers, all the people that produce food, uh, all the way to cheese and, and honey, uh, you know, uh, bee, bee makers, all that stuff. We're connecting all them. Okay, so people can be locally, regionally connected and we charge nothing. So we have helped a farmers, just as an example, uh, uh, a farmer sell 20 tons of potatoes. They were too large for the big companies to sell. So he had to take it back and we helped them sell that over our platform. And it, within, 30, within 36 hours, we did not just sell 20 uh, tons. We actually sell over 30 tons. Uh, of potatoes over our platform. So it's really a fun platform to connect all the uh, manufacturers and uh, farmers, you know, people sell, you know, all sorts of things. And uh, this is all just a networking platform that we have started and launched just a few months ago. It's still very new, but it's really starting to take off. And so we have really good ideas that could be duplicated, okay, in other places of the world. So. United States, Germany, I invite you guys to take the ideas and convert it and translate it over into you guys' uh, local and regional areas. And I'd be very happy to support you with whatever we can. Okay. Thank you. Christian Ose, thank you so much. And to your team as well. You're doing a fantastic job. And thank you again. And um, to all our audience and to those who support us all the time, I trust that 
your time with us listening and viewing this episode is so worthwhile so that together we can really all trust completely in all our efforts together to remember that we are creatures or, be, or beings of intentions and creations and in all our action may it be in divine right order divine right timing and divine right balance and so it is an eternal gratitude to all to us we claim it also <laughs> and enjoy your week and enjoy your families and um prayers and condolences to those who have lost their loved ones. And I just got a text about as a friend. He's done more than two, three loved ones in just short span. And we know why. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And this will all be in the different platforms, although it's going on in Facebook. And we appreciate all the audience that continues to show it in their pod, different um, friends in Facebook as well. Thank you.